Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Michael Reed on LMFM. Tuesday morning, the 19th of May. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. More people than ever before are out of work in this country. Official projections had estimated unemployment would peak at 20%, but last month, 28.2% of us were out of work. Thankfully, many thousands of people got back to work yesterday. More will return to work in three weeks from now, and every three weeks after that, as restrictions continue to ease over the five phases of the roadmap out of the lockdown. The reality, however, is that unemployment will remain high for the next couple of years and Social Justice Ireland is concerned that uh, the last to experience recovery will be the people who were on low pay and in casual employment. Father Sean Healy Director of Social Justice Ireland is on the line with us and a very good morning to you Sean and thanks as always for joining us here on uh, the programme uh, this morning. You're raising a, a red flag this morning saying that there is a real potential for many people to be stuck in poverty for many years to come. That's absolutely the case. I'm a bit concerned that so much of the coverage, which is great, I mean, media's doing a great job on coverage of coronavirus and the whole COVID situation, but some things are being missed. I haven't heard much about what's going to happen to people who are basically living in close to poverty as it actually is. And like life on a low income is the norm for a large proportion of pop of uh, Irish society. There's uh, the, the actual overall uh, position we have like is about one in seven uh, Irish people. Six hundred and eighty thousand people are living in poverty. But then when you go and break that down and, and look at it in more detail, uh, you, you find, for example, that there's over a hundred thousand of those are actually people with a job. So they have a job, but their incomes are so low, they're still living in poverty. And that's not poverty as measured by us, it's poverty as measured by the European Commission. And the the way that they measure it is the same in every country. So it adjusts for the wealth of the country or it adjusts for the money that the country actually, the people in the country are earning. And maybe you can give us more detail on that in a a moment. But another way of understanding it is uh, the demand for free food. And Food Cloud is reporting uh, today that that demand has doubled in the last month and that in April, they distributed over 152 tonnes of surplus and donated food in this country. And that's when you stop and think about it, like that has, brings two reactions. On one side, like it is absolutely brilliant that we have a society where people are prepared to organize to a level where they can get a, that kind of 150 tonne of, mm. of, of, of food actually distributed. The other side of it, though, is 
We, there, that shouldn't be necessary in Ireland. Ireland is one of the richest countries in the world, mm. even after coronavirus and the, yep. the, mm. the, the struggle we're having and so on. And I know we're borrowing money to do everything at the moment. Mm. Everybody else is as well. But the reality is we are a wealthy country. There is no reason why we can't eliminate poverty in Ireland or go very, very close to it. Mm. Instead of that, we have 680,000 in, in poverty, mm. including more than 200,000 children, by the way. Mm. And more than 50 billionaires, isn't it? Uh, and yeah. f- f- <laughs> Contrast. Yeah, and, contrast. Uh, and Food Cloud is saying that they can't meet the demand for free food. Uh, they need more large volume food donations from the food industry, particularly of fruit and veg. And, that, and that, that's interesting too, because mm. I mean it's very interesting that people are to, to the fruit and veg that people want, which is the healthy end, end of it all. And I think that's very, very good and very important. And people, what we're looking at, like, is people who realise quite clearly uh, the importance of fresh food and the, the importance of decent food uh, and access to it. And we're living in a society with a huge hunger problem, with a huge food problem, uh, food distribution. And I think we need to take a serious look at that because, as a country, we should not be depending on uh, charity to, for people to be fed and that's what we're actually doing at the moment and it's simply not good enough and it's one of the things I would be saying to the new government they have to give priority to the elimination of poverty it is an absolute scandal that we have a situation where uh, so many people are living in poverty like it's a scandal that Ireland has 680,000 people in mm. poverty 200,000 of them children 100,000 of them already with a job and still they're living in poverty in one of the wealthiest countries in the world. It's not acceptable. Should be changed. Very yeah, and, interesting and, thing and from you, your own point of view uh, in, in LMFM territory or your, your um, region there uh, Michael mm. is, is that there's a big difference between rural and urban different like there's more poverty a higher proportion of poverty of uh, people in poverty in rural Ireland than there is in urban Ireland and one of the the, the, the second uh, highest region like with the, with, the, with the the region with the second highest level of of poverty is the is the borders and uh, like uh, the the overall thing is about the, the overall uh, level of poverty is 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 about fourteen plus percent. Mm. But then when you get to the borders, it's almost twenty percent. And I think that that's a very interesting issue because one of the things that's going to happen as we uh, roll along out of this uh, the crisis that we're in at the moment, this this pandemic, is that a lot, uh, there'll be very uneven development, and places like rural Ireland are going to struggle because of the fact that they don't have the infrastructure to be some of the early restarters, if you like, mm. in terms of the of the economy and in terms of jobs, and they also don't have the like they're very dependent on things like tourism and so on that aren't going to be back in in in, in action very soon, and they're going to wind up, I, I think, in real danger of seeing the gap between urban and rural Ireland broadening, the gap in poverty, the poverty gap between urban mm. and rural Ireland widening, and that's a danger that we should certainly work to 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 avoid if at all possible and it is possible it isn't that it can't mm-hmm. be done of course it can be done if we okay. give it the priority uh, uh, what levels of income do we need to achieve to uh, avoid poverty because you've been summing up uh, the level of income that people require in this country now, the poverty line is 284 euro you know, that's as calculated by the central by the central statistics office that's not us that and, should uh, be a single adult's income per week single adult precisely for a couple with two mm. children uh, you're talking about 659 euro a week is the poverty line. Now, people might say that's very high, but actually that's a measure in many ways of how well Ireland has been doing. They're the most recent figures from the CSO. But what you look at then is you look at the actual uh, level of uh, 
unemployment that's in the welfare system and what do you get 203 uh, euro mm. a week so there's, there's the, poverty, the the actual welfare payment is 81 euro below the single adult payment that would be required to get people out of poverty now you could if you like mm-hmm. make a variation on that but it's still going to have to lead to substantial increase in the welfare rate um, what you could do for example would be to set a benchmark and then move over a period of few mm. years to actually reach that benchmark and the benchmark could for example and maybe should I think be set at the level that's required for a minimally adequate standard of living and that's measured very well by the Vincentian Partnership for Social Justice every year and uh, that would mean that we would adopt that as a target and basically say we benchmark social welfare rates the lowest ones at the level that's required for a minimally adequate standard of living and we, we can't do that in one jump it's a big jump so probably let's do it over five years and set that as a kind of a, a pathway if you like to get ourselves out of poverty the very interesting thing with this pandemic and the, 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 the unemployment payment that has come, uh, gone with it is that there's a recognition there by government uh, that the 203 euro is far too low and they paid 350 euro in other words a different mm. basis from yeah, and they said it was flawed and they said it was a crude tool and these figures that you've just given us now highlight some of those flaws don't they because they if an adult a single adult just needs 284 euro they're laughing all the way to the bank on 350 euro mm. if uh, a single income family of two adults and two children get 350 on the dole it's way below yeah. the minimum of 659 that you pointed out that's exactly that's exactly the problem and in a way I can, I'm not blaming the government for the, 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 the sort of numbers and the, the disparities that are there at the moment uh, because of the fact that they had to do it in a, in a dreadful hurry with almost no preparation for it and no advance notice but the, what we do learn though we should learn from what we've done and one of the first thing to learn is that government realised very quickly after a week less than a week that 203 euro was far too low that's the welfare rate now the basic welfare rate, it's obviously too low. They need to acknowledge that they have recognized that with the pandemic payment and then basically need to start raising it. The second thing that they need to do is to start making the nuances uh, that, that are required, inserting the nuances to require mm-hmm. And one of the first one is to, is to basically benchmark welfare, to make a commitment on that and then to do it, not just to talk about it, but to actually do it. Because in fairness to the Minister, uh, Regina Doherty, she was talking about it in the last 12 months, but she didn't actually do anything about it. And that, I think we were looking for that. The third thing that I would be saying is basically to make tax credits refundable to deal with the working poor issue. What that means, that's a technical way of the technical way of putting the idea that people should benefit from the full value of the tax credits they're entitled to if they have a job. And at the moment, uh, people on low pay don't earn enough to have to pay the tax levels that are required to sort of get the full value of the tax credit that they're entitled to. So instead, what they should do is that they should get the balance paid to them. And that can be done quite easily nowadays uh, with, the, uh, with the way that the, that the revenue is organised. Uh, and all of this is well and good, except that we're facing into the abyss and uh, it looks like the whole thing is going to go belly up and uh, that not only will incomes decrease, but the cost of living will increase with uh, uh, all of that uh, in line with every other recession. But there is hope, perhaps uh, this morning, uh, because of uh, this proposal from France and Germany to mutualise the European debt uh, and that Europe would borrow money at next to nothing rates and then give it away almost uh, to countries that are in uh, need of it. 
I, I, absolutely. And the way I think the Irish government should handle that would be to say, OK, what amount of money uh, is COVID going to cost us? At the moment... 30 looks, billion at the moment. Exactly, <laughs> 30 billion at yeah. the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and rising, mm-hmm. because we're going to have bills right through next year uh, that are COVID-related and weren't budgeted for originally. So if you were to think, say, 40 billion, OK, like just this, that's mm-hmm. only for talk, say, for, for a round number, well, then... Ireland should go to the uh, Europe, to this European fund and also maybe to the European Central Bank if they can't make it all from the fund and basically say, we want this amount of money. Why? Because we're going to ring fence the COVID cost and then we will pay every year the interest on it, which is very low, mm. and a small, a small amount of it because we're going to pay it back not over five years or three years, over 30 years or 50 years, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that was the way that we'd say the, the British paid off the debt after the First World yeah, War. Yeah, but I mean, if you think of it that way, 500 billion isn't going to go very far, is it? But that's, that was why I was saying we have to go to the European Central Bank. But remember mm. that the European Central Bank has made very substantial money available as well mm. uh, on similar terms, uh, on low, very low interest rates. And that's the way the market's going at the moment. I, I think they had been talking about one and a half trillion, which would be around three times that uh, amount right. originally. Uh, and now there's a, a third of it being proposed. Uh, but uh, that in itself might be resisted by countries like uh, the Netherlands. That's true, but the other side of that is that with the German and French agreement on the European Commission like having the freedom to do this now, I think we're maybe having coming through a breakthrough because the, 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 the Dutch on, them, on their own, I think, won't be able to hold the, 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 the line. If, if the Germans had supported them, then and they were supporting them in a way, and there's a German court ruling as well as an argument going on about it at the moment. But the bottom line in it is, at the end of the day, the economy is for people, not, not the not the. Uh, not for well, uh, that's one way of looking at it the the other way of looking on it is is that European policy is dictated by France and Germany exactly and if they have Mm. decided that they can do this 500 million a billion I mean 500 Mm. billion there's no reason why triple that can't also be applied by or supplied by the European Central Bank at more or less similar rates on similar conditions conditions, that gives you uh, the kind of number that makes the total difference. It's like you've two trillion mm. euro. And like that's enough I think to be able to deal with the kinds of, of challenges that countries across the, the whole EU 27 will actually face. Ireland certainly should move in that direction. And we should not be in a situation mm. where we're going to try to reduce the debt or mm. balance the books or deliver on the fiscal rules that Europe has uh, within the next 12 or 18 months. Like, that should not be part of the agreement. I'm talking there now about the agreement for the programme for government. Mm-hmm. They should basically set out a period of time, and then when the time is right, when we've got the, the, the right side of COVID, then we can say, okay, this is the overall cost, and we'll pay it back over a length time. We were not asking uh, just that, uh, that uh, we'd be given a grant and, and can forget about it. No, we'll pay it back, but it'll, we'll pay it back at a rate that we can actually afford. Now, that doesn't mean that we can get away without increasing our, our taxation. We are, we've recognized not our income tax now, our total mm-hmm. tax. And I, I think one of the things we need, we've recognized is that we have shortcomings in our society. And the issue that we're talking about this morning highlights one of them. We have poverty that we should not have in a rich society like this. If we're going to deal with issues like that, if we're going mm-hmm. to deal with the level of unemployment we have, if we're going to deal with the infrastructure uh, the problems we have in terms of, of housing and public mm-hmm. transport, mm-hmm. if we're going to deal with rural broadband and put it in place before before the technology is obsolete, then we should be prepared to pay a slightly
slightly more in, in, uh, in taxation to actually cover the costs of those kinds of mm. things. And we need to do that by broadening the tax base well, of by course, increasing the income tax. The other thing we need is somebody to make those decisions, uh, a government, uh, in other words. All right, but we leave it there for the moment. And thank you indeed for joining us, as always. Thank you very much. Director of Social Justice Ireland, Father Sean Healy. Michael Reed on LMFM. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.